0: I don't even know why I'm bothering to reread these interviews since my work will probably end up being confiscated or destroyed by the Council when we get back to Mars anyway. So, have you made your decision then? Do you want to go back? I'm having trouble making up my mind. If I stay here on Earth, I could enjoy um, a peaceful life, I think. Christopher and Valentine would be happy to host me initially. And I have no doubt I'd find something to do here. People on Earth never get tired of hearing about Mars after all. I mean, I've even been invited to participate in a live holographic broadcast that's going to be shown on all the major media outlets around the world this weekend. And the ship's crew are already so well-known that they're being recruited to promote businesses around Neapolis. which is kind of funny when you think that we didn't even know what advertising was when we arrived. If I stay here, I could be the first, I don't know, alien influencer. (laughs) On the other hand, if I did that, I'd be here, enjoying my freedom while there were still hundreds of humans stranded back on Mars. And there's nothing I could do to help them from here. But if I go back to Mars, though, I'm sure I could figure something out talk to them, or get the council to change its mind, since I'll be a member too. The colony deserves to know the truth. Mary thinks that knowing the truth about Earth would cause society on Mars to collapse. Hmm. I'm not so sure about that. But it would bring down the council. They'd lose all credibility. No one would be able to trust them anymore. And it would let everyone back home know that a better life exists. One that isn't controlled, and that doesn't have to be lived in bubbles like on Mars. I mean, just look outside. People here are free to travel at will. They commute in vehicles that no longer pollute the planet, and they're clever and strategic about their use of renewable energies. Everyone has access to plenty of food, and there's a huge variety of fruits and vegetables here that we'd never be able to produce on Mars. Humans surround themselves with other living creatures and not just artificial intelligences. They're no longer afraid for their children's future. They can have children without worrying that they'll put their entire society in danger by creating one more person that will consume precious resources. Our species has never been as stable and calm as it is on this planet, ego. Okay, so not everything is perfect, but nothing is, and ultimately, it's a work in progress. For example, the fossil leak still exists, and who knows how long they'll still be around. But the situation is nowhere near as desperate as it was a century and a half ago. Martians have the right to know that a different future is possible. And now that we've established relationships with the Earthlings, they could help us send ships to repatriate those who wanted to come back. (gasps) That's it! We could just ask the Earthlings to help us. They must have a space service. Maybe not in Neopolis, but somewhere. Ego, can you find out? No problem. Let me just connect to their internet. Wow, that sounds so old-fashioned. I've got something. There's a transport commission north of the city. Apparently, they have a space research center. Great. That's exactly what we need. Right. Okay. All I have to do is convince Mary that I need to go there. I'll make her think it's for my research and keep my ideas to myself this time. Perfect. I'm ordering a taxi for us for this afternoon. Unless you wanted to try a flight suit. Ha. Yeah, right. Joanna Delastro's logbook, day 75 after touchdown. So, Igo and I may have gotten a little overexcited about the Transport Commission. I'm not saying our visit wasn't useful. It was an absolute gold mine for my research. I met a group of international engineers who were working on the development of a network of globally connected high-speed trains that could run via pneumatic tubes. The technology was still only its infancy at the time of the Great Departure, and had been put on hold during the Great Transition as there were more urgent matters to be dealt with. But now that cities like Neapolis have become self-sufficient, Earthlings are keen to keep them connected. This project would allow people to travel from one end of the continent to the other in just a few hours. This would protect cities from ever being too isolated, while reducing the cost of H2 credits for goods, since they could also be transported using the tubes. It's a fascinating project. Ego uploaded some of the blueprints to my link. I wonder if it could work on Mars. To get raw materials that are collected from far away back to One. But as far as our plan to bring Martians back to Earth is concerned, there's a problem. After the apparent failure to colonize Mars, the Earthlings decided to focus their efforts on the deployment of a new social and energetic model on Earth rather than pursuing space exploration. So, while there are some aerospace research centers on the planet, their resources are limited. The one in Neapolis, for example, is run by five people, including a university intern. And there's more. Turns out there are quite a few viable spaceships or prototypes that we could potentially use. But launching a rocket takes energy. A lot of energy. It would take several months for a city the size of Neapolis to produce enough. It's much, much more than any single human here could earn in their lifetime. And we wouldn't just need one, we'd need an entire fleet to bring back the colony. The Earthlings have accomplished so much. They've worked so hard to make the Earth a better place while my people fled. We could never ask them to make a sacrifice of this magnitude. Over. And now we find ourselves at an impasse. Why don't you ask the Earthlings what they think? And how do you suggest we do that? Go ask the citizens of Neapolis one by one? Well, at least that would force us to walk for once instead of taking flying taxis everywhere. No need for that. There's a more direct way of reaching them. What do you mean, Ego? Wait. I know. The live holographic broadcast. We could use that to reach everyone tuning in at once. Exactly. Ego, you're right. It's the perfect opportunity. But what about Mary? There's no way she'd just let me expose the Martian Council's lies and propose an alliance with Earth that would take their precious subservient colony away. She'd obviously try and stop me. Especially since the live broadcast is supposed to be taking place aboard the ship and I'm the only crew member being featured. And we both know that Captain McWells would step in pretty quick if I tried anything. On the other hand, if I take this opportunity to say something, the Martian Council wouldn't be able to refuse Earth's help. And the colony? Well, they'd be free to make whatever choice they wanted. Stay on Mars and continue on our ancestors' path. Or come back to Earth, our true home. Not that the idea of pissing off the captain bothers me, but it's a big risk, Joe. I know, Ego, I know. Mary and McWells would almost certainly detain me until they decided what to do with me. In any case, if I do go ahead with this, I'm pretty sure I'll never set foot on Mars again. And the Council would likely continue to lie to the colony over the next ten years or so, while Earth was preparing to embark on this type of large-scale rescue mission. But would that be so bad? They'd still get rescued. No, I've made up my mind, Ego. I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask the Earthlings to help us bring the colony back to Earth. Perfect, let's do this. Let's make the most of the time to come up with a solid plan before the live holographic broadcast and do our best to act natural in front of Mary. Joanna De Lastra's logbook, day 80 after touchdown. Ego and I are now part of the resistance. Well, okay, it's a pretty modest resistance at the moment. While I continue to have casual chats with my co-workers at the university, smile at Mary in the hallways, and just generally pretend like nothing's wrong, Ego's doing the heavy lifting. As usual. I don't disagree, Ego. Basically. Ego's busy collecting as much information as possible on the routines and activities of the crew members who will be on board the ship during the live broadcast. To do this, she's pulling on all the insecure data that passes through their links. And holy hell, there's a lot. Some have literally left their logbooks completely open to access and… I've learned more than a few things that no one should ever have to know about their colleagues. Armed with all this data and the ship's blueprints, we've managed to develop a plan that should give me enough time to deliver my message to the Earthlings. First, we'll need to get me alone in one of the ship's cabins. We'll say that I'm terrified at the thought of having to speak in front of the production team. If all goes according to plan, that means I'll be broadcasting alone in front of the drone camera, which will be transmitting the Earthlings' questions to me then ego will hack the security system and lock the door to give me as much time as possible to do what I need to do. And then, well, we'll improvise. It all happens tomorrow. Mary gave me permission to spend the evening with Christopher and Valentine, and I've stopped in this square on the way to their house to dictate this entry out loud. Something that felt so strange when we first arrived, but that I've now grown accustomed to. I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. But I do know one thing. There won't be any second chances here. I don't know what will end up happening to me. But when I look around this flower-filled park, at all these people enjoying picnics with their loved ones, I feel soothed. It's hard to anticipate the consequences of what I'm about to do when everything around me is so... calm. Okay. No more thinking about the future. I'm just going to close my eyes and enjoy this lovely summer evening here on Earth. I'm just going to try and appreciate my time with my friends as if everything was normal. And as if I wasn't about to turn the lives of a bunch of people living millions of kilometers away in space, upside down. Over. Thank you so much for letting me just relax here for a bit. Really, it's... it's it's all this attention on me, it's, it's a bit overwhelming. All right, see you in a bit. Okay, everything's ready. The director told me that the camera would do the countdown before we went live. Ego, you know what to do? I do. Okay, all right. Everything's going to be just fine. Everything's going to be just fine. Did you work on your speech at least? Um. Not real- Ah! It's about to start. Five, four, three, two, there, Ego. Lock it now. I'm connecting to the central system. It could take a while. Just act natural. Hello. <laughs> I hope you're all receiving me. I'm Gianna De Delastra, and like the rest of the crew, I'm from Mars too. I'm an anthropologist and- All good, Joe. We're locked in. <laughs> I'm an anthropologist but I'm not here today to talk to you about my profession. Well, sort of, but I've got something more important to say. Okay, here it goes. I'm in front of you now, with you even, in your living rooms, your cafes, your offices, or wherever you are via hologram, because I have a favor to ask of you. I'm keeping an eye on the ship's CCTV cameras. Captain McWells and Mary are starting to wonder what's going on. They're frowning but no one's noticed that the door is locked yet. I grew up on a very different planet from Earth. Everything you've heard about Mars so far must seem so distant and exotic to you. So different from where you live and what you know, and I get that. But let me tell you what it's really like over there. Heads up, Joe. The Captain is heading for the door to this cabin. Mars is a planet of ice that's constantly being battered by sandstorms. The atmosphere there is so thin that any sun exposure leads to an immediate and severe burn. The pressure is so low that going outside without a spacesuit literally causes your organs to burst. Gravity is much weaker there than on Earth. And while that might seem amusing, remember that our bodies are just like yours, made for Earth. We grew up in a hostile world the slightest mistake on Mars can cost you, or those around you, your lives. Joe, McWells has realized that we've locked ourselves in. He's going to try to override the system. Try to hold him off as long as you can. Sorry, I I was talking to Ego, my AI companion. Another one of our weird Martian differences. Look, I don't have much time, so I'll try to be quick. No matter how well or how long our colony has managed to survive on Mars, it's on the verge of destruction. My people are in danger of dying out on Mars. Our facilities are dilapidated and we and we don't have enough raw materials to maintain them. Our only source of energy comes from solar panels. The fierce storms on Mars mean that we can't turn the wind turbines like you do here. And the hydrogen we make allows us to generate oxygen to have artificial lighting and move around. But its production is steadily declining as our facilities get more and more run down. Joe, I'm up against the captain's AI. I'm managing to hold him off for now, but I think he's just asked the engineers to help him. Oh, shit. Hold on, Ego. You've got this. Okay, where was I? Oh, we need you. The colony on Mars needs you. Being here and doing my research has made me realize how hard you and your ancestors have worked for your planet's well-being. Humanity here is finally in harmony with its environments, with the resources that nature provides. As someone who grew up on the bleak and hostile planet that's completely inhospitable to our species. This Earth is the Utopia. The salvation my ancestors were looking for when they left for Mars. The AI of the engineers are starting to join in. My systems won't be able to hold out much longer. One more minute, Ego. Just give me one more minute. You can help us. You can help those who are still on Mars today get back to Earth. All I'm asking for is a bit of your precious energy. You have to build ships and send them to my planet. Your engineers already have everything they need to do it. All that's missing now are the means. I know you don't want to waste your energy on fruitless projects anymore, but help us, please. We could on H2 credits to get there or find some other way. Joe, I'm starting to break. I can't hold on anymore, I'm sorry. Damn it, Ego. Do this for me. Do this for your long lost relatives back on Mars. Do this in the name of solidarity and sharing, values that you all believe and trust in, and which have made the Earth what it is today. Over. We did it. I'm sleepy, Joe. Stay with me, Ego. I love you. the door to sleep. Captain McGuels, you can't shut us up. The Earthlings have the right to know. Mars has the right to know. Ego? Ego? Ego, answer me! Ego system not found. Oh no. Oh no 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 oh, no 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 no. shit. Ego? Ego? Ego?